So, good evening. It is 11.41 and it is April the 18th. And it is 2023. And I feel that as an American citizen, you know, the empowering thing and what you people just really don't talk about is they don't show up. And when you don't show up, Nothing's going to happen for you. As everybody knows, a closed mouth can't get fed. But let's just be serious. When we, as American citizens, understand that somewhere in one of them southern states, a man was eaten alive by bedbugs in a jail cell. And I'm saying, well, how could that have earthly even happened? Because we have jails to incarcerate people, not to abuse them. And that is a level of abuse that I'm still not trying to wrap my brains around. And then when I, as an individual, I am 64. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. And that is a reality because... They will do everything not to bring about harm to an animal. But let's just talk about Michael Vick for one moment, because he was a football player and perhaps did not understand what his people were doing on his property. But he damn sure went down when they decided he was going to go down. Maybe because he had been in a contract that they didn't want to pay him for or something, but some shit went down. I don't know what went down. But I find it amazing that Michael Jackson is no longer here. But when they say we're not going to celebrate Michael Jackson, and I'm saying, and who are you? Because you don't represent what he did. And for the people who look like me, it's just an amazing thing he was able to accomplish in his whole family, actually. But when the system will allow the industry to tell the parents what they didn't have an access and were not going to do with their child. And I'm saying, okay, really? So you were going to tell us that we somehow were not going to listen to Kanye West and and quite frankly, whatever he said, I look at it this way. He's still a child. And he said he has a disability. And it has to do with language and the way he communicates. I hate to tell you that. But, you know, when people are in the spectrum, it's just what it is. And they're rather, you know, there are people that just don't have a lot of expression in what they say. And just trying to get the words out. But it is what he sees. And it's very disgusting what I see. I mean, hell, everybody got to take their clothes off in front of the camera. And I'm just trying to understand what the hell's going on. But for the level of abuse in these little shorts, on these little videos or whatever, and it's to the level of abuse, what I don't understand. Because I couldn't live around that level of negativity all the time. And the deal is, is that if it's got to be that way, it ain't got to be no way at all. And we should just eliminate marriages and just make unions or responsibilities 
But quite frankly, when the judge gets involved and moves your child out of the other parents, whatever, remove. But then this child hit the child so hard, the child hemorrhaged and died. And I just can't, I mean, that really just affected me. Because he should have loved his son. But it affected me that he would hurt the child because he didn't want the child to socialize with the mother. And I'm saying, this is 2023. I guess we ain't talking no more. So, and I understand this thing because I can tell you I had three baby daddies and two are not here anymore. But that was the new choices of my own. They had their own life and they made their own choices in life. And that's just the way it is. And I'm living my life. And my children are surviving through whatever and trials and tribulations as we continue this journey. But I'm going to tell you, as an American citizen, I am proud to be who I am. I'm just an American. But I show up. And my children in public school, they did not fail. So I look at that 88% population of Negro children out there in whatever juvenile facility that they are running here in Nevada. And as the black people don't understand the number of children that they're just turning out, it's like they're tricking them. It's some insanity. It's the most insane shit that I have ever seen as children are not making progress in the public school system. And you can see their behavior outside of the school district. And actually, these people don't even want to teach them no more. It's got to be something different. And people need to be able to climb up that ladder. But the ladder has to exist. It is just, of course, my perspective. You know, it's my prerogative. Because <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's just real. So, until we meet again, I will say like, subscribe, and share. God damn, how hard is it to get a subscriber on your channel? Well, you have to understand... I knew when I took on this responsibility of parenting, and I knew who I was, and I believe I'm an exit chainer, and I also believe that all of my children are successful, and I believe that I found the resources necessary to ensure adequacy for my children, and I promise you, the 88% of Negro children out there in the juvenile facility here in Clark County well, they didn't know, and they are unaware. And, you know, black people seem to want to make a stigmatism, some kind of stigma. I was listening to the urban, um, what was it, the National Chamber of Commerce or something? What was it? I forget what it was. They had this thing, and black people just really understand. You know, we have all these powerful tools that are sitting at our feet. And, well, goddamn, if you can't reach out and teach one, you can't empower anybody to make a change because black people just, well, they're not only black people, there's people just don't vote anymore. So they don't realize they continue to pay the salaries and benefits of the people who ain't doing shit either. And so nobody cares anymore. But people are actually freezing on the street. And hell, did you hear on the news this morning? They say somewhere in Texas got parasites in the water. <laughs> parasites in the running water. They tell people not to bathe. It's worms. Like, ooh, whatever. 
But what really took the cake and what pushes me out here tonight is just thinking about the man that was eaten alive by bedbugs, and he had only been arrested. He was not found guilty of any charges. He was being detained, boo. Hello. Who are we in America? Well, the word is, e purpose, you know, many, there's one, but out of one, there may be none. What are you willing to do in 2023? Like, subscribe, and follow me, and share. Please just share. Thank you so much, and have a blessed evening. say good morning and good morning in the new America as it is not the America that you knew once long ago. Nope, we are living under a bunch of influencers and regardless there's no foundation in what they are preaching as the system is just broken. And I do mean broken. When you cannot measure the maintenance of effort for the investment in your community, as your community members do not know how to come together and stand in unity, as it is all the children that are relevant in America, it is your obligation. And I do mean the word obligation. You were given a gift. You breathe this air just like me. Now, what's happening around you, you have no concept ideal. But in America, we do have the YMCA, YMCA, right? And we have the Boys and Girls Club, and we have all of these not-for-profit agencies that should be ensuring that the state is providing a level of adequacy and goddamn if they're not not all all of them are implicit in the implicit bias of ensuring adequacy happens for the people with money because we know people with money can raise a stink people with money can make a change and people without money well they very it's a very it's a rarity that they're showing up But you see, I was never in the military, and I was not in the universities. At least, I did not attend the universities, although I did attend lots of workshops that university people may have been providing, meaning that the process that I chose to go was one of the walk alone, simply because why? (laughs) It just didn't seem to make sense as I chose to take the risk, and risk it was to allow others to come into my life and when they didn't pan out well (laughs) understood I remained standing and as an empowered individual which I am I am what I am and I'm everything that you might think I am but everybody has an asshole and everybody just has an opinion and what can I do about yours absolutely nothing but I would encourage you to go back and listen to some of my podcasts. I have over 300 here on this Spotify podcast, Parent Empowerment Hour. People would like to collaborate. And I'm telling you, somebody sent me something. They wanted to talk to me about how, how the work that you're doing is like an investment. And believe me, I have content in the bank. 
but you don't know what I know and you have not walked the journey. And I did not write a book, you know, read a book, read a book, read an MF book. And I'm saying, yeah, the children are screaming out there about what it is that they like to see. And then we heard Tupac and we heard DMX and we hear Snoop. Yes, we do. But then, I always love my mama, cause she's my favorite girl. You only get one, you only get one, yeah. I love that song, but I love my mother. And I'm so grateful. But you know, some people don't have good parents. And good parents are not born, but good parents are developed through faith, honesty, belief, and the endurance of trying to do better. Because I'm a do better person. And when you know better, you just do better, right? <laughs> That's what you would think. It only, it's not always happening that way. But I'm going to tell you, they've told me I need to have eight new subscribers. I have over, and I have to have two successful shows. Well, I have shows that I've had more than eight people listening but apparently they would like to, for me to bring in 100 new subscribers to the table and I don't see I see relevance in it I see the request being asked for you to subscribe and share and that's all because if we start building capacity out here in this in the ethos out here in the universe and you know I can only repeat what words that I've heard before used in a certain, you know, way that makes sense to me. And I believe that I am building every day, every day, every day. Did she say every day? Oh, yes, I said every day. It's about each one, reach one, teach one. But if we're not teaching and we're stuck, because truly, People don't know the way. You know what I'm saying? Do you know the way to San Jose? I'm going back one day. And they're not going back because they never been. And here we are. And here I am in Las Vegas, entertainment capital of the world. And what I have seen here is devastating as there is an African-American presence here in Las Vegas. And as... The strip has not forgotten the power of Mr. Bojangles' dance. And he has been dancing and owns a house and was purchased some property. But, you know, it wasn't as big as he was in his lifetime. And my people are some great people, I'm going to tell you. Black people have reached the realm of whatever, euphoria. I mean, they're just, black people have made it. And what she say? We gonna fuck up the night till you see God. But you know, I'm gonna tell you who did see God was Michael. I'm looking for that man in the mirror. And he stated his case and God damn it, he's gone. But Prince is gone too. And you just start thinking about the people, Whitney, and Bobby Christina, well, goddamn, what did she do? Who was she partying her life away? And I'm saying most people 
are just not connected and don't understand building capacity means building the workforce that you're going to need to change the game. But what is the game? I don't know. I do understand, however, bing, 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 it's human capital, boo, and it's you. But you didn't understand that because you were too busy (laughs) playing, too busy. What does he say? I'm living my best life. Ain't got time to deal with you niggas. But yet and still, he was building. Everybody knows Snoop. And God damn it, we all know that they know Snoop. And we know Snoop smokes weed. But what the fuck was going on in Tennessee when they took that man's seven children? And we can't attest to what's going on because we have so many goddamn children in the foster care system. Somehow, we don't know. Somehow, we have forgotten, and we don't understand the word E-perb is, you know, how many there's one, but out of one, there may be none. And truly, 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 YMCA, and I'm talking about the YMCA, and it's a nationwide program, and all those people have retirements, and all those people have benefits, and they have a fucking salary, and what do you got? A hope and a prayer. A hope and a prayer that you too see the vision of life. And you too decide that you are not going to be a part of the harvest. As I am not, I'm needing them 100 subscribers so they can go ahead and pay me my value and promote my word. And whose word it is? I thought you knew. It is just the word of the universe. Poverty. (laughs) People outside freezing to death. And the universe and COVID and monkeypox and whatever. AIDS, Eddie Murphy said. Or was it Damon Wayans or whatever, the Wayans brothers. And one of the Wayans brothers had a blood clot in the brain. But why is it that we, the people, do not understand what we have to do to stay healthy and vibrant? But when we have people who stand out who you know, they know the message, they've heard the word. But do you hear it in the year of 2023? Like, subscribe, I'm looking for 100 subscribers and share and share alike. Understand the word is the word and let it be said. E purpose, you know, not many there's one, but out of one there may be none zero. What are you willing to do in 2023? Like, subscribe and follow me. doctrine in United States constitutional law, according to which racial segregation did not necessarily violate the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which guaranteed equal protection under the law to all people. The Due Process Clause guarantees due process of law before the government may deprive someone of life, liberty, or property. In other words, The clause does not prohibit the government from depriving someone of substantive rights such as life, liberty, or property. It simply requires that the government follow. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. 
AB 289 changes to the read by three law require intervention services and intensive instruction for pupils exhibiting a deficiency in reading bullet through grade 5 bullet monitoring student progress to ensure that the intervention services and intensive instruction are improving the reading proficiency of the pupil clearer definition of intervention personnel from learning strategists to literacy specialists appropriate distribution and use of grant money AB 289 changes to the read by three law appropriate good cause exemptions that support students who are learning English and students with disabilities informed parental consent bullet provides awareness to parents of the potential harmful effects of retention on their students bullet gives parents an appropriate voice in the retention process avoiding needless lawsuits against districts for discriminatory practices clearer definition of intervention personnel from learning strategists to literacy specialists appropriate distribution and use of grant money expansion of targeted interventions to all elementary school students who are reading below grade level safe and drug-free schools program prevention advocacy choices and teamwork pact coalition discussion and possible action on authorization to submit and implement the safe and drug-free schools program funded through the pact coalition to implement two evidence-based prevention programs from july 1st 2015 through June 30th 2016 submitted in the amount of $99,592.19 to be paid from fund 280 with no impact to the general fund is recommended for possible action contact person Billy Rayford ref 5.03 strategic imperative s Engagement Focus Area S. Family Community Engagement and Customer Service G. Judiciary 8 Members with jurisdiction over measures affecting primarily the provisions of the Nevada Administrative Procedure Act that govern the adjudication of contested cases Titles 27, 9, 11, 16 and 41 of NRS in Chapters 1, 27, 101, 104A 111 117 119 a 120 128 475 719 721 and 722 of nrs except measures affecting primarily state and local revenue h legislative okay so you now you know how they did it but you don't know how it continues and that's what we're looking for so until we meet again, y'all, like, subscribe, and share. Share, share, share. As it is just what we have to do in order to ensure adequate services happens and that we continue to be one nation under God, indivisible, as you would say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America unto the republic from which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible. Well, with liberty and justice for Darlene Anderson. That's right. It's time to wake up in America. Many, many states have to apply for the federal dollars. But it is the state's rights that's killing us because it's ironic crazy actually how every state has the ability to limit your ability to be all you can be well 
we're going to have to change that by paying attention. So, listen to my podcast. Wake up in 2023. Like, subscribe, and follow me. Good afternoon. And I'll say, welcome to America. Welcome to Resurrection Day in America. As an American taxpayer, what is it that you're doing that regains sanity for the maintenance of effort or the the conversation in regards to the lack of outcomes or what just what's happening to the people who look like you as incarceration seems to be the one thing that we can all agree upon. Certain behaviors are unacceptable, and we just got to put our big panty drawers on and start accepting where we are as this is non-functional. What is the value of a letter grade of F? It is absolutely fraud, fraud, fraud. But when you don't understand that subscription services took away your entitlement to own your shit, and so unless you own the application, meaning that there is a reason to pay for your usage of these apps out here so that you can control basically your environment but just because you have a level of control understand that they are still there they are just present they are just present always watching watching me watching me that's hey she ain't free and she's never been free neither is erica badu I mean, these are beautiful women. I mean, when you understand the Jill Scott and the Erica Badu and, gosh, you can't even imagine all the black talented performers, how we don't have control over who we would like to see and until now. I mean, DJ, D-Nice, D-Nice, he does sets with black artists all the time and he really blew up during COVID. And I'm sure he's making money because I'm sure the people are airing him. And he can just go on whenever he chooses. But guess what? We have choice in America. Now we can subscribe to D-Nice. And he has been nice to us. And when you understand that there is power in them, their ideals. And it is time for us to start to plan to come together. As individuals, we don't have to wait for Young and the Restless, General Hospital, or Search for Tomorrow. Because that shit is just not happening anymore. No, I don't have time. I ain't got time to sit down and wonder. As, you know, what makes the birds fly. Ah, 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 and I ain't got time. And I just don't have to sit back and wonder how it's working. Because whatever you're doing and whatever you have created may provide some level of support, but it is not sustaining the people who look like me. And when we have all of these issues, as we cannot have a competent conversation in regards to the willful defiance issues that lead to a bed bug infested facility and having a young man eaten to death by bed bugs. And as a people, we ain't talking about that shit, but hell, we could not overcome I can't breathe, as George Floyd cried for his mama. And we all knew his mother had passed. After analyzing the situation, we can say, well, enough is enough. And this is where we are today. So is enough really enough for you? 
as you are paying the salaries and benefits of the people who are implementing oversight for you and will not allow you to come to the table and understand that governance structure requires participation. And we all have to be self-empowered and know who we are. And yes, I know who I am. But I must ask the question, do you know who you are? And have you ever been to San Jose? Because if you've never been, then you will not know the way. So are you willing to open your mind open, open, and understand that perhaps sometimes glad flies do it? You know, big girls, whatever. The real deal is e-purpose. You know, many, there's one, but not one. There will be none. And what are you willing to do in the year of 2023? Like and subscribe and please share. I'm looking for 100 subscribers in the year of 2023. Y'all have a blessed day now. Found this great radio station, W... U R D Word Radio. And the deal is is that it's a black radio station and they're really having real conversations and you can like, you can subscribe, you can you know, uh it's in Philadelphia, but it's for our people. And we've gotta get this thing nationwide. We've gotta get this thing down coast to coast. We have to have these conversations. And therefore I'm going to leave you with the conversation and I'll be back. Instrument, yes, she, 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 I, I can play trombone. I wasn't great at one but I, I liked it. It I allowed him it. to have a job. So he had a it, skill. it seemed like our school system had music programs for us because when I came, I came through after you. I came through the sixties. You came through the fifties. I came through the sixties. You could learn how to play an instrument in school, but they cut it out. Why did they cut that out, man? Thank you, Music give us messages. It's, it's, mm-hmm. For me, it's more like a spiritual thing. You get to really sit down and listen to it. You know what I mean? Because when I was coming out, I wasn't even listening to big band stuff. Even though my brother played Count Basie, Duke Ellington, Freddie, mm-hmm. okay, I heard it, but I wasn't paying attention. And in that time, when I came, that's when R&B was coming through. It the same time. A nice R&B just, it's good. They, they was giving messages for us. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, but what really the kicker for me is when I got drafted in the army in 1966 out of high school for 13 months. I didn't know about women. I didn't think about them. I was just trying to live life and do the right thing. So to, to, to put it in a, a story context, right? Um, our story context. That was the Vietnam War. You got drafted in. That's that not was Vietnam. Vietnam, 1966. Uh, you was drafted in the army. Guess the army. Okay. Like, before you get to the army, tell me, tell me, how did you got twelve people in your family? How did you avoid gangs and, and guns and gang war? And how did you avoid that? I had big brothers. They didn't allow that. They okay. You know, they was more like they, they was more like my dad than my dad. <laughs> All right. You know, because they, they was in the game too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he got out through music and arts, you know? Mm-hmm. I had one brother named James Gaston. He was an artist. And um, Lucy Barnes told me, he said, to me once, he said, no, we knew your brother's gonna be a good artist. And he told me, 
my brother used to roar in dirt. That was coming from hell to me. Even when I met Bootsy Brown, I didn't know who Bootsy Brown. I heard of him. And I met him right in front of the club club. And he said, I know you. You can catch him. Okay, he said, man, I heard about you when I was in prison. We were casting doing music. Because Bootsy Barnes grew up around what? Richard Allen Projects, right? Right, right. No, Fair now, all around that whole area, yes. Bill Cobb, that was one of Bill Cobb's he walking. Look, my, my brother, James Cassie, and Bootsy Barnes, and, and Cassie was close. Right. Close, close. It was, mm. it was very, it was, I wouldn't crazy. I wouldn't change for anything. It was, I had a good time, money. I had a good time. You can enjoy life, the people, because we were all family. Everybody was family. I don't care which family you represent. Everybody was family. But, Brother Gasson, let me let me tell you this. There's a caller, and I hope she's on, Miss Dunn. Miss Dunn, is she, she's a esteemed elder. You know Miss Madeline Dunn, you heard her? Miss Philly? Yes. She wants, to, she wants to talk with you, brother. Miss Dunn, are you on? Yes, sir. All right, how you doing, Miss Dunn? I am thrilled. I'm sitting here going through a whole bunch of papers and stuff, and then I hear you start to talk about the music and see everything that our young people took to and could just master. They took it away. Yeah, that's right, Miss Dunn. We had a good band in Overbrook. They took it away. Uh, uh, the three automobile manufacturers got together and sent this first product out uh, around the country for schools, hospitals with children. And West Philly, loaded with black kids, won three years in a row. Did they? Mm. Uh uh. They took it and they sent it down around the Navy Yard, uh, down in South Philly somewhere, so that the kids down there got it. And the regular schools for even learning just to trade. They have taken them away. So with a group like you guys, I'm thinking maybe we get something new done here to, to be able to show them. Because a lot of people think we really can't. And I say we can't do anything we choose to do because God gave it to us. It's done. That's right. But when you got that mom and dad who got love and affection and attention for you children, our children, or anybody's children, them are the children that are going to do well. And the children who get caught up in the stuff, it's a mess. Yeah, I got a program I'm working on for those children that how we can maybe get mom and dad to come together, look each other in the face, and look and find out what love really is. You know, it's an action word. It ain't about no wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It ain't about taking money. It is about people caring about your very being. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet, caring about you. I and and Miss Dunn, just let me say, I, I know that you care because I've worked with you in the Empowerment Zone. I know you through Miss Newkirk. I know you through Heshimu Jeremoji. I've seen you in action. I know you care. Yes, yes I uh, In fact, I think that's why God put me here. Uh, starting around seven years old, I got, I got saved and I got into everything that, that I thought was good, and I still do it. And, I, and I'm like, I'm in my 90th year, brother. I'll be 90. That's a blessing. It's a blessing, Leo. She's 90 years old, brother. Yes. 90 years young, excuse me. 90 years young. Yeah. I thought she, she has some stuff. Taking my car 
I am so pleased. Well, well I want to tell you my address, but I'm going to say, if you talk to somebody at the station, somebody out there give you my phone number or my address. Because I'd like to get together and have you boys come over someday and we just sit around and talk and see if we could get some of the young boys here to come listen. Because they don't want to come listen to nothing. So I thought it's something new in your head if you don't put nothing new in. Well, we're going to see what we can do. Brother Shamari, he, he's got contact with you. We'll, we'll talk to Brother Shamari. Brother Shamari don't like old people. Old people don't. <laughs> Come on, my, my mama done. My, I, I've been dedicating a whole show to old people right now. <laughs> That's, come on, mama. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to follow up and make it happen. You, I'm going to dedicate it to you. Now, that is what I'm going to do. You got to talk to the old people in your circle, Mama Dunn. They love me. Jetty Newkirk and all them. I'm always looking out for my elders. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it very much. Jetty and Jetty and I have been friends for a long, long time. And Cecil Moore, that's how I met Jetty. I was working with Cecil. And you know, there's a sister around here in Philadelphia named Orion. She had a, a, a thing made for me with all of these wonderful black people around and me in the center. Thing that I do to help people in the in the neighbors neighborhoods that are that are the least of these or have the less money or something, something that that's what it meant no matter what it said but it is a beautiful uh, uh plaque. All right, Miss Dunn, we 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 thank you. We're gonna take another caller before time catches up with us. Okay. God bless. God bless you. Brother Gasson, you, you got him lined up. You got another caller. You want to take it? I take it. All right. This this is Brother Purnell. Brother Purnell, you on there? Yes, sir, Brother Nashi. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great, brother. How you oh, doing God. now that I hear from you? I, we got, fine, we got Brother Leo, Leo Gasson yeah. on. That's my brother from another mother, man. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Way back, man. Let me just say a, two, uh, a quick thing, man, because I, I want Leo to you know, do what he needs to do. But I knew Leo all his life, man. I knew all his brothers, his, his uh, sister, man, his mother. And when we were coming up down the tenor line, man, like his family was the one that was more or less into the jazz. They taught us about our history, our heritage, our culture. They taught us how to dress, man. They wore uh, kill me uh, 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 suits. They wore Italian shoes. His brothers, man, was the hippest brothers in our neighborhood. His family is the one in our neighborhood, is the one that wore the afros when nobody else was wearing them. His brother was wearing the dashikis, Obama was wearing the dashikis. His family, man, set the stage for a lot of us coming up down the tenderlines, man. I got a, I have a lot more that I could say, man, but I just wanted to mention that, man. And then you know, I'll bro, Brother Purnell, I think what they call, they would call his family the influencers. Yes, sir. Because they influenced the village. They went out and said, well, you're doing wrong. Let me show you another path, a creative path, artistic mm -hmm. path to go on. Well, his brother was the one that introduced me to jazz. And one of his oldest brother, Oku Ali, was my martial arts instructor. He taught myself and the youngest brother, Lamont, about jazz, you know, such as the, a lot of the great jazz legends like um, McCoy Tyner, Lee Morgan. You know, just just to name a couple of them, man. But they, everybody loved them down the tender line. And Brother right. Osar was the one that gave me my first job, man. He was my mentor, man. I got, I, I give him credit and his brother 
turning out being the type of person that I am at this present time in my life, man. So this brother here, he's talking about Leo. Leo, he helped you. He gave me my first job selling newspapers. I worked for him, man. <laughs> okay, all right. But I'll hang up, man. Now listen, let some other calls get in. But I just wanted to mention a couple things, man. His family was awesome, awesome, man. All right? All right. Brother Leo, well, I think uh, I remember now you was you was my paper paper route manager, I think, too. <laughs> but uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we got to get into the producers' guild. All right. <laughs> All right, now. Opera Philadelphia turns back the clock on a classic love story with a bold new production of La Boheme, the cherished opera that inspired the musical rent journey backwards in time as the story and music are presented in reverse ending with the joy of first love don't miss puccini's la boheme april 28th through may 7th at the academy of music tickets start at 25 dollars visit operafilla.org to purchase SEPTA is hiring. As an employee, you will earn competitive compensation and great benefits, including medical, dental, prescription, and a pension. Visit jobs.septa.org to apply today. Let's face it, life looks a little different. During these times, we're doing our best to keep our minds and bodies strong. And getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy, so we don't miss out on what matters, like having game night at home. Yeah, can't do that while sick with the flu. Now imagine family movie night that your daughter can't live without. Well, that's ruined. And don't forget your uncle's socially distanced cookout. <laughs> See, that's why it's important to be at our strongest. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu. Especially now, no one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. We know the world is crazy. There's a never-ending stream of negativity constantly flowing by our ears. We need daily reminders that joy is essential. Word Radio offsets the awful with daily words of joy and empowerment. These are on-air messages meant to uplift our spirit. We invite you, the word listener, to share your words of joy and empowerment with us. You can read a brief poem, share a favorite inspirational quote, an empowering story, or a passage from a book. Just call 215-425-7875, extension 107, and leave your words of joy and empowerment on the voicemail. Please make sure your message is one minute or less. It will be helpful to use a timer to stay on track. We look forward to broadcasting your words of joy and empowerment we are wurd progressive black talk media groundings with brother shamari right now on word radio and wordradio.com <laughs> Everybody wants to talk to Brother Gadsden here. So Brother Gadsden, Brother Gadsden, if you just tuned in, this is Oba, Leo Gadsden. And he's a music promoter. And we talked about us growing up in Philly and how we stayed out of trouble because his family helped him stay out of trouble and the music. They were influencers in North Philadelphia. So, okay, Gadsden, you went to... 
public schools and your your family set the styles. They taught people how to dress. They showed people how to dress, play the music. You went into the army. How did you get into the music and promoting the music? Because you're a music promoter. Tell us about what you did. I think you had the group called the Producers Guild. Tell us about that. Well, the day before I did all that, I always, I was always doing like an organizing with different groups, different, different things, high school fraternities, a social club. You know, we had that scene back then, but and I decided to do the skill. But what really happened when I was on my way to Vietnam, I was in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm in this bar. I was feeling sorry for myself that well, I'm, I'm going to Vietnam. I don't know if I'm coming back or not. And Sketches of Spain came on. Mm, that's Miles Davis, right? Right, and, and I said, I said, wow, this is what my brothers were telling me about this music. It just hit me. So I said to myself, if I make it out of Vietnam, I'm going to come back to film, and I'm just going to study the music. Mm. By every album I can buy, I'm going to any concert I can buy, and, uh, and I did it for seven years. And then a, a friend of mine, a woman from Delaware, he went to Africa and he wrote a nice tune, you know what I mean? But he kind of dared me to do a concert. I like counts. I did a concert. And then from there, I went straight, I went straight to uh, our lady. But I'm going to take a hold on that. It wasn't for my mother. It wouldn't be no producer's game. Okay, so your mother helped you establish your business. Because this yeah. is a business. Let's, let's get this straight. This is an enterprise for you. Right. Promoting our, our music, not only you're a lover, but it helps you feed your family. Go ahead. Well, and your, mother, and your mother, she was your investor. Yes. Okay. Yes. All she, right. She, 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 she back my dream, you know what I mean? It, mm. it was tough, but see, when I started to do stuff, it wasn't for just me. It was for all the black men or women who like that and want to promote it and do it because they was doing it in my opinion. They can do it, we can do it. And I just yeah. had to neck because of my brother because they knew people like Sonny Fortune, Odin Pope, they all played together. But I didn't have a major problem, but I just go and use my voice and I would definitely go and talk to every musician I can find or every show I went to, I went straight backstage. They couldn't tell me I couldn't go backstage. And I just talked to the musicians, they liked my idea, and they came, and they in turn started telling all the other musicians about this young black cat doing the music, because I I, I did some heavyweights. Mm -hmm. I, I did extra court off the lake with a star. Henderson. No. I'm Dennis Newborn Jr., Ernestine Anderson. I would say, pulling up, I was getting so much musicians calling me, man, all over the country, man. And I ain't no half of them. So what what year did you start promoting music? 1975. Okay, so you was promoting music as you and you promoted the jazz. Yes. Yes. Alright. For example, you you was like, let's let's break it down so people understand the, the realm that you're in. You're like Georgie Woods who promoted rock and roll. Right. At right. the uptown. But you promoted jazz, you promoted music too. Yes. And yeah. your mother helped you. Now, I heard your mother was into the culture, too. She wore, you know, the dashikis and had a head wrap. 
Well, I, I, my wife and I, we started a youth program with um, Rising Seabrook and Robert Murphy, Terry Shockley. And what we do, we take um, young people to uh, various um, cultural art places or centers. Like, uh, we got a program called BAM up in New York with Academy Music. And it's an all-day festival. It's just like uh, a dream day. And we take them on a bus. We, we feed them breakfast lunch, dinner, and they have a show, and it's just circulating all around. Uh, we go to uh, uh, Mary Anderson, we go to Paul Grover, and they, they have to do with black, we take them to black plays, that's what we did. And so let me, let me say, let me say, Brother Kamari, if you get a chance and you hear any of the programs that he does, you should do it, because, um, he took I, I took all of my grandchildren up to New York and I didn't even have to pay for them through Brother Leo to that band that he was talking about. That's Dance Africa. Have you ever been to Dance Africa, Kamari? No. Oh, you got to go. You got to go. You got to hit those places. You got to go. Wait. I'll add them to the bucket list. Uh, Oba, uh, go. Kamari, you want to ask him what his name means? Yeah, that's what the, that was what my next question was gonna be. What does your name mean? King, 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 K I N K. Yeah, I'm speaking for myself. I was given by my brother. My brother gave me that name, Obi. You know, not everybody know me as Obi, but some people, the people that do know me, they call me Obi. You know, because during the time we would give it out, give it out African names. That was like in the uh, 70s, 75 and all that. Just like Herbie Hancock. Just like they do audition. But we always all doing it because we were just beginning to learn our history in the 60s. That's where we learned that. And we pulled everything together. And we shared knowledge, we shared music, we shared books. We read. You got to read, you got to read, you got to read. You got to study, you got to have good work ethics. You got to want it. It's kind of like... Um, being inside you, it's boring. You got, you got to be born. You got, you got to want it because you're gonna be done. We can do anything we want to. You know, man, just stay out of trouble and be with the right, be with the same kind of people that you, that you, that you are. Same way, you know what I mean. But don't ostracize anybody. Never do that. Always respect your brother and sister, even though you might be hoodish and all that. We all the same because the way they. In this society, they say, they would say, well, the guys from South Philly is like this, the guys from North Philly is like this, the guys in West Philly is like No, we all the same. We're we a village. We're a village. And that goes every city, state, black state. And I, and I learned that in Vietnam. I, I learned that in Vietnam. But get back and say, well, the brothers down south is like this, the brothers on the West Coast is like this, the brothers in the central part of the country is like that. No, we're all the same. We got the same problem. Everything is always in disguise. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, brother, brother Kamari, tell him real quick before we, you know, have to sign off. What does your name mean? Kamari. Well, from when I researched it, it meant the moon. So just the lunar phases, that peace, that bringing good energy and putting out better energy. Right. Mm. Something celestial, the moon. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. This is a good brother. This is a good brother right here. I can tell you got good spirit. And that's what yeah, you're going to beat somebody. You're going to beat somebody, over. You got to have a spirit within you. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's been consistent. I, I like that brother. Right. I like so, him. Oh, before we sign off, tell us, how can we get in touch with you? How can we come to see some... Oh, tell them about the Lancaster Avenue Jazz Festival, too. Okay. Well, I'm the courier from Lancaster Avenue Jazz Festival for the last 10 years. Kamara, you should come through there. Listen to him. Go ahead. That's going to be on July 15th. But also, I'm at a, a free concert day before at um, $3,500. That's my own personal concert where I pick my own own people that come and it's from 5 to 10. And, uh, oh, nice. But you can always reach me at my number, 267-619. Six one nine five. And I'm gonna repeat that. Repeat that. Repeat that, brother. Repeat that number. Two, two six seven six one five. Six one nine six one nine five. You can reach okay. me. I'm, I'm on. I'm on Facebook. Neil Gadsden. You can reach me there. Or you can talk to um, brother Nazim. He knows how to reach me. Yes, sir. All right. All right, well, I want to thank you for this interview, talking about family life and music in our village, Philly style. Philly style. That's your family. Your family's influences. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody loves Philly, trust me. We know it all over the world. They want to know what's Philly. Who's Philly? What's Philly all about? Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to Pop Pop Bro, something in the special guest today. Brother Oba Leo Gas, and we're coming up on a commercial break. When we come back, the ARC will be right back with Brother Kamari, Sister Rhonda, and the Youth World Warriors. Stay tuned. Peace. Want the latest in word swag? Check out the shop tab on wordradio.com. Goodies, tees, and more in a variety of colors. It's the shop tab on wordradio.com. You can look good and show the world that you're all about black talk media. Hey, Philly, let's keep everyone healthy so we can get back to doing what we love this summer. Going to barbecues, block parties, and other outdoor events. If you're feeling sick or were exposed to someone who has COVID-19, get tested to make sure you're safe. Testing is available for the whole family, ages six months and up, at no cost to you. Testing is provided by Personic Healthcare Monday through Saturday at the Apple Pavilion at St. Christopher's Hospital for Children. For details, visit covidphila.com or call 888-349-6980. Jeff Brown, as you know by now, is a grocer who used his ShopRite supermarkets to address food deserts. His stores now feed about a quarter of all Philadelphians. More, Jeff started a program to hire the formerly incarcerated. His stores employ over 500 returning citizens. Jeff's solution became a national model for combating a food crisis and poverty. During COVID, when city government shut down, Jeff Brown raised money to support over 1,100 small businesses. He kept neighborhoods alive, from barbershops to our pre-K centers. Jeff Brown gives away numerous community gifts every year, from computer centers across the city to basketball courts for the youth. On Thanksgiving, he provides thousands of turkeys to help feed families across Philadelphia. So vote. Vote early. Together we can fight back. Jeff Brown is the mayor we need to change things and make our city safe and healthy again. Paid for by Jeff Brown for mayor. Need a minute. 
Take a breath and breathe in positivity. Here are words of joy and empowerment from Word Radio. To Black Women by Gwendolyn Brooks. Sisters, where there is cold silence, no hallelujahs, no hurrahs at all, no handshakes, no neon red or blue, no smiling faces, prevail. Prevail across the editors of the world who are obsessed, self-honeying, and self-crowned in the seduced arena. It has been a hard trudge with fainting, bandaging, and death. There have been startling confrontations. There have been tramplings. Tramplings of monarchs and of other men. But there remain large countries in your eyes, shrewd sun. The civil balance, the listening secrets, and you create and train your flowers still. I'm Delilah Wilson-Scott. This joy and empowerment vignette was brought to you by Comcast. Celebrating 20 years of progressive black talk media, we're bringing joy and power to the people. This is WURD, 900 AM and 96.1 FM, Philadelphia. Streaming online at wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Groundings with Brother Shamari right now on Word Radio and wordradio.com. Is there a doctor in the house? Maybe. But I do know if you want to be a doctor, you're in the right place. This is your time. This is the second hour of the arc where we connect the wisdom of the elders with the ambition and the aspiration of our young people. And this evening, Word Warrior, Brother Kamari and Sister Rhonda, they're going to interview a sister. Then, if y'all not understanding what we do here on the arc, let me make it clear. Every conversation you're going to hear every week is about the people who are making things happen, not waiting for them to happen. If there's a need, these are the people who figured out how to fill and address that need. If there's a want or a desire, we talk to the people who make things happen. Young, old, brother, sister, elder, young person, it does not matter. If black people are making it happen, we talk to them here on the ARC. So here we go. We have an interview with the sisters who, who is helping. Future black and brown doctors make more informed choices about their career path moving forward. She created her own black and brown pre-med academy. Brother Kamari, Sister Rhonda, take it away. Thank you, Shamari. Thank you, Brother Shamari. First of all, I would like to say thank you for Kamari for coming in. Kamari has a family situation. But he still came in to do the interview. I wasn't expecting it, and I greatly appreciate it. And it should. That, that's going to get you far, my brother. That's going to get you far. So thank you very much. Um, before we, well, I'm going to introduce her. And then we're going to go take a call. Because we got a call from Mama Zinga that we've been putting on hold. But let me introduce her. German C. Williams is the organizer of the Black and Brown Pre-Med Academy. The Academy's purpose is to help future doctors of color chart their medical school and post-medical school plans. If you have any comments or questions, you can call 215-634-8065 or toll-free at 866-361-0900. You can also watch live and chat with us and other Word Warriors at Word TV on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, Kamari, how are you doing today? I'm 
good, Rhonda. How are you? I'm doing well. Jermise, I love your name. Where did that name come from? Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. So my name, Jermise, it means, I've been told that it means a magic maiden. And it is a combination of two names. My mom made up part of it uh, back in the day. I was born in the 70s. And my father had a crush on a newswoman. Her name was similar to mine. And so my mom said, you know what, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to name my daughter Jermise. So I've been told it means a magic maiden. And if I could give you the story of my life, which I will not <laughs> at this time, uh, that name rings true because magical things have happened throughout my life. So yes, Jermise Williams, a magic maiden. And I am happy, so happy to be here. And I want to also really quickly give honor to my elders in the spirit of Roundlings, in the spirit of the brother Shamar show. I want to give honor in particular to my great cousin Irene. My mother is 79 years old, so this is my mother's cousin. I, I have been listening to WRD, WRD formerly WHAT, I'm really showing my age now, for years. I'd be in the backseat of my cousin Irene's car and she'd always have on WHAT and I would say, why do we have to listen to talk radio? Can we listen to music? And she would say, you're not going to learn nothing listening to no music. You need to learn what's going on in your city. And I am 51 years old, and I listen to WRD every day, multiple times a day. So I'm going to give honor to my cousin Irene. I called her before this interview, asked for permission to speak in the in the format of Roundlings. And she is thrilled, and she is listening, and she is happy that the seed she planted in me years ago has come to pass. I'm getting all choked up just listening to that. I'm getting choked up. We hear that Madeline Dunn. See, see how we do it over here at Groundies. Always honoring the elders. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Okay, um, we're going to go to Mama Nzinga because she's been holding on for a long time. Hi, Mama Nzinga. How are you today? Oh, I'm so blessed. You have some wonderful young people coming in on the air. Kamari is his name? Word yes, radio. Kamari. Okay. How do you feel about jazz, Kamari? Have you been into the music at all? Have you ventured into that type of music? I've never thought about playing jazz, but I do enjoy listening to jazz from time to time. I do enjoy, I have a couple of friends who enjoy jazz or go to jazz contests. And, uh, so I do enjoy jazz listening to it. I've never thought of it as a profession. But what does it make you feel like? In a in a calming space, serene, even um, historical, positive, empowered. Wow. The word. It, 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 does it make you feel creative? I don't usually listen to jazz when I'm in a creative mood. Okay. Uh, but when I do hear it, it makes me it makes me want to just be relaxed and listen to it all night. Like I know I went to a jazz night at my school, and it was just so nice, and it was just a warm environment, and it made me wanna, it made me want to get up and sing. You know, I don't do that in public often, but it made me want to get up and sing. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! So definitely check out Leo Gaston. And uh, Oba, as we call him, Oba King, and his um, his jazz festival. Uh, but I did want to say 
the um, my teacher Harrison Ridley Jr. from Tassa over at Temple, he used to say it's African classical music. So, which is our backbeat, you know, it's it's just a wonderful event, uh, you know, venue. It's just a wonderful genre of music, and and, and it comes from the screams, the hollers, the shouts of our people and the evolution of our people. That music, you know, we get the blues and then we go into jazz. Mm-hmm. So I'm just grateful that you're listening to it and that you're doing what you're doing. I really admire you. And there's another young lady that was on with me before. And yes. uh, is it Brianna? What's her name? Brianna. Mariana. She, Mariana. yes. But I thank you and keep doing a great job. And and, and listen to, uh, you have a favorite jazz artist that you listen to? Um, so Ella Fitzgerald, obviously. Oh, wow. Dizzy Gillespie at some point. Yeah. Louis, Louis from time to time. Maybe even the go as far. I can't remember his name right now. Um, Miles Davis. Of Charlie Parker. Mama and Zinga. Yeah, Charlie Parker. Mama and Zinga, thank you for calling us and talking about jazz. You know what? You know, when you give recommendations, we listen. So we will be at Leo's (laughs) Jazz Festival. You know that, right? Definitely. Okay. Because you get the best out of Philadelphia. A lot of these great musicians are from Philadelphia. Yes, so, yes. Philly is its own thing, okay? It's great to sing her. Yes. God bless and continue on love life, love life. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Talk. Okay, so Mama and Zynga. I love Mama and Zynga. We're going to your jazz fest, Leo, because Mama and Zynga said we had to. She said we need to go, so we're going to be there. Um, now, let's get back to pre-med. Now, what's it called again? Come on, tell us. Say it. Black and Brown Pre-Med Academy. Everyone follow me on Instagram at, at Black and Brown Pre-Med, or you can go to our website, www.blackandbrownpremed.com. Excellent. I'm going to turn this over to Kamari because he's the man. I'm just here listening and learning. Kamari, thank you so much. I'm excited to talk with you because you are the generation. You are the future. It is students like you, people like you in your network who may be interested in becoming a doctor or curious. And so it's the youth that, that I'm really trying to reach out to. So I'm so honored that to speak with you today. So thank you. Well, thank you, and I'm honored that you are excited to speak to me. That makes me feel special. So my first question would be, how will joining the Black and Brown Pre-Med Academy help those young, what will will it help those young people achieve? Yeah, great question. So you know what, let me start with what inspired me to get into this work. So I'm a lifelong educator. I've taught in taught kindergarten to fifth grade in Philadelphia for 10 years. Then I transitioned into higher education, recruiting for a medical school in Philadelphia. And so I traveled for seven years. So I traveled the country as far as California, is way up the East Coast, is, is Boston, Connecticut. So I traveled the country 
talking to black and brown students about medical school. So undergraduate students, pre-med students who want to get into medical school. And no matter where I went, I found that there was a resounding frustration. I heard story after story from students who didn't know how to navigate the path to medicine. They either didn't know what was required. They were interested. They wanted to be a doctor, but they didn't, they didn't know how. Like, how do I do this? Where do I start? They may have gone to a high school that wasn't a college prep type high school. So when they entered into undergrad, they were very unprepared for the rigor of the sciences that you have to take in your, your first, starting your first year of, of college. And they also would say to me that they lack support from their pre-health advisors who would advise them, well, maybe you should be a teacher or maybe you should be a nurse. Maybe medicine is not for you, right? Because they weren't feeling successful in those courses. So hearing story after story about that, I just, honestly, I got frustrated and fed up and I, I became angry, right? It's like, who are these people to tell people who look like me that they can't become physicians, that they're not good enough, smart enough, don't know enough, whatever. It has to be some way I can help them because I'm on the inside and I know what's going on, right? So I've been in those admissions committee rooms and I know what they're talking about around the table. And so it's almost like if you have a mentor that sort of pulls you to the side and coaches you before your interview, listen, say this to this question or dress like this or, you know, get involved in this organization because it's going to help you. I decided that I'm, I'm going to be the behind the scenes advocate for these students. So what students will get from working with me is they will get someone who has an intimate knowledge of the struggles that black and brown students face when they apply to medical school, when they, even before applying to medical school, when they become an undergraduate student, either undeclared or science major, you know, in, you know, in your freshman year, they'll get someone who understands that the intimate intimacies and the struggles of that journey. They'll get someone who works will work with them one-on-one -on -one to not only create their personal statement and everything else that they need for the application for medical school, but someone who will guide them along the journey before they even submit the medical school application. So when you're a freshman year, someone who will tell you like, listen, do not load up on all these heavy sciences. You need to pace yourself because if you're not successful the first year, you may become frustrated your advisor may tell you, oh, well, I don't think you're going to make it a medical school, you know, and may persuade you to do something else. So someone who's really going to keep you on pace, keep you on track, knows the ins and outs, and is really there to support you. And not only that, I want to see more doctors, more black and brown doctors, more people who look like me, because I'm you know, becoming of the age where I'm seeing a doctor more and healthcare is important. And I want to see someone who looks like me, who has the cultural competency to, to treat me. So someone who's on your side, that's, that's one thing that they will get. And I completely agree with it. I recently just saw a statistic. I don't remember where I saw it, but they were saying that it's typical that when black and brown people go into a doctor's office or go into a hospital where they are treated by someone of a black and brown um, ethnicity as their primary caretaker they get better results, they get treated better, they leave with less ailments and less Absolutely. issues and that Absolutely. is already a statistic because there's roughly like a, a thousand a thousand that graduate from the class maybe 
Listen, studies have shown, and it is true, that health outcomes for black and brown people are directly improved, right, when they receive care from someone who looks like them, someone who has a cultural competency, who knows the food that they eat, who knows the types of music they listen to, who knows about the stories that are passed down as sort of cultural traditions, and can say, you know what? I want you to go ahead and, and have your collard greens, but how about you make it with vegetable broth instead of you know putting pork in it or something like that? And there's a level of empathy that comes when we treat someone who is who looks like us, right? So we have that historical knowledge. And let me be clear, that is not to say that people who aren't black physicians who aren't black don't have empathy and don't have a level of cultural awareness but again the research is there to prove that health and how health outcomes for people who look like us are greatly improved when we are treated by people who look like us so what is the age range of your participants yeah, so I prefer, honestly, to work with students when they're, in, if they're interested in medicine, maybe middle school, they have an interest in high school, they're really great in science. Soon as they, as soon as they start college, if students reach out to me and say, listen, this is my class list for, you know, my first semester, what do you think? Am I overloading? You know, I, I can work with them during the undergraduate years, but I also work with students who are non-traditional. I work with full-grown adults as i would say a whole per a whole grown adult like a whole adult so i work with students who are in their 30s who have been out of undergraduate school for a few years maybe they have taught school or worked in corporate for a few years and decided that now is the time for them to pursue their dream and they want to go to medical school but they've been away from all those sciences and so they'll come to me and say so what do i do what do i need to do to submit a medical school application and so i'll work with them to sort of map that out for them okay so what is the difference between a do and an md yeah great question so i just so uh, for your listeners every monday i host um, a med school monday uh, live it's well it's on zoom and i post it on youtube and Recently on Monday, we interviewed an assistant director from PCOM, uh, Alexa Viola, who is assistant director of admissions for, for sorry for Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. So, Dio, when you go see your doctor and it says you know Jane Doe, comma, and then behind the name it says Dio, that means that, that they are a doctor of osteopathic medicine, right? And if you go see Jane Doe and she has an MD, that means that she's a doctor of, I'm sorry, allo, allo, right, allopathic medicine. So MD is allopathic medicine, DO is osteopathic medicine. Both are doctors. They, they learn the same, at the core, they learn the same things. However, if you go to an DO, an osteopathic doctor, they, have a different philosophy it's more of the the philosophy is a little different so they believe that the body can heal itself and an osteopathic doctor when in medical school they'll learn different body manipulations to help the body heal itself so for instance if you go to a do doctor and you have a migraine that physician may manipulate your head and neck 
to alleviate the migraine or do something, you know, around your face or around your nose area to help alleviate your sinuses. But other than that, right, they, they all go, they apply through the same application system to attend medical school. They have the same types of residency. So you can be a DO surgeon, you can be DO plastic surgeon, family physician. The only difference is the philosophy and then the practice. So a DO may do body manipulation whereas an md will write you a prescription okay. does that make sense yes okay because i i've seen that difference before so i know usually like when my grandparents was growing up where when my mom and my aunt first started studying in the medical field they was they would tell us like oh if you got like a sinus headache or something put your put your thumbs on the back of your head and push up to release all that tension in the back and then i would be like that ain't gonna work and then i did one time with my son is a tree and I was fine. So I definitely see that difference often. So that leads me into the next question of, do you find a lot of pre-med students that are not really clear on their choice of DO or MD? So, you know, the first part about medical school is getting your requirements together to apply, right? So. You need to have, you need to be strong in your sciences. So biology, chemistry, biochemistry, some medical schools require physics that, you know, to take physics and then your gen ed. So like your English, your foreign language and those sorts of things, right? So you really need to be a strong student. When it comes to determining if you want to apply to an MD or DO school, it really depends on your personality, your personal philosophy about health and wellness and what you want to do. So I want to elim I want to eliminate, because there's a myth that goes around like, well, if I don't get into an MD school, I'm going to apply, apply to a few DO schools as a backup. That is not so, because DO schools have the same strict, vigorous requirements as an MD school. So where, you know, you thought you're probably shortcutting or, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have this backup plan. If you do not want to be a doctor of osteopathic medicine, do not apply to a DO school. So it all depends on what you're, what you're interested in. So to give you an example, I worked with a student who her father was suffering from dementia and she would go weekly to a place called the Dementia Cafe, or no, I'm sorry, the Memory Cafe. I believe it's located in New Jersey. And they tell stories, they listen to music, and just working with her, she told me so much about the care, not medical, right, but the care outside of traditional medicine, right, the, the holistic care that was given to her father to enhance you know, his remaining years, telling, retelling stories, playing songs, those sorts of things. And I just got a, a sense. I said, you know what? I really think that you'd be great at a DO school. I think that that would really help you because you have such, you have a foundation. You understand that there are other ways of healing besides a prescription. And she did, she applied, uh, it was, she was waitlisted, but then she got called in to, to this uh, DO school you know, which was phenomenal. And it was such a great fit for her. And so it all depends on how you want to practice medicine. And again, you may go to a surgeon who went to DO school and that surgeon may not manipulate your body, right? They may just, you know, 
you'll go under anesthesia and it'll be surgery as usual. But it's that layer of knowledge that a, a doctor of osteopathic medicine is trained in and, and knows. So it all depends on, on what you want. But I tell students, it's really important to know yourself and do not apply to DO school as a backup plan. Excellent. Oh. Excellent. Excellent. I am going to stop y'all because we got to go to break. When we come back, we got Rick on the line from Germany. See, got somebody from Germany to talk to you on the line. And wow. also, and also, when we come back, I want you to explain what the MCAT is. And I also want to know is, do you have to take sciences to go to med school? So we're going to go to commercial. The art will be right back. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces. Just by giving her a bear hug, she masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. You know, you know I still you gotta ask that. You know you gotta ask that. I want you, you sure to be on the air. You gotta ask that. And AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Here's what you missed on the Joining us now is attorney Damon Tyner. He's a former Atlantic County prosecutor. We're talking about the case of an 85-year-old white man who shot a black teen when that teen came to the man's front door in Kansas City, Missouri last week. The teen was looking for his twin brothers. The young man was 16 years old. His name is Ralph Yarl, and he is now recovering at home. So he got charged with assault. He didn't get charged with, with attempted murder? I don't know what went into the decision-making in this case to not charge attempted murder. I would suspect that maybe the, the district attorney out there didn't feel that he had the intent. You know, from the little bits of pieces that have come out, they've said that, you know, he thought someone was trying to break into his home. He was afraid. But then you start hearing other stories and other things that uh, as you unpeel that onion, he actually had eyes on him and saw who it was and directly and, and intentionally fired a shot. Two shots at this young man. Not only did he hit him in his head, he stood over him apparently the fire shot into his abdomen tune in to wake up word with solomon jones every monday through friday 7 a.m to 10 a.m only on wurd progressive black talk media did you know henry osula tanner the first internationally known african-american painter lived and studied right here in philadelphia as the first black student admitted to the prestigious pennsylvania academy of the fine arts tanner broke barriers with his innovative new opinions and influenced generations of artists around the world to find out more about the efforts to preserve his legacy and north philadelphia childhood home visit the tannerhouse.org a message from the friends of the tanner house Word Radio is happy to provide our listeners with the opportunity to participate in contests and win prizes. This is a reminder of our contest rules. 
All participants must be 18 years of age or older. Depending on the contest, persons may win only one prize from the radio station per contest for every 30-day period. Some contests might also specify one winner per household or company. Prizes must be claimed within 14 days or by 12 noon, the day before the event, whichever is soon, and must be accepted as is or forfeited. The radio station employees and their immediate relatives, sponsor employees and their immediate relatives, live remote sponsor employees and their immediate relatives, and any other media employee are ineligible to win prizes. Thank you for participating and for listening to WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Groundings with Brother Shamari right now on Word Radio and WordRadio.com. And we, the ARC is back. Um, we, have a, we have a question uh, from one caller, and then we have another caller on the line. Let's go to Rick from Germany first. Rick, what's on your mind? I will make it quick. Um, it's a comment. Uh, Brother Shamari used a $5 word on his show Friday talking about palliative care. Care that seeks to ease you in your disease, but not cure or treat properly your disease. And I would just like to say to the young lady that many allopathic medical professionals in the Western world are conditioned and trained not to criticize people on their food intake. They are not educated on nutrition and 